0: Welcome patrons to this week's B-Side. As a reminder, a couple of days ago we heard from Richard Walker, had a really excellent chat about the legacies of the New Deal, trying to correct some of the falsehoods and revisionist narratives that have emerged about the New Deal and race and otherwise. But the New Deal is also freshly on the table in a really exciting way as you know, this new, this new green New Deal. This, it's, the New Deal has been given a new... Uh, a, new, a new lease on life, if you will, in this Green New Deal championed by the likes of AOC and Bernie and otherwise. Richard, you have talked quite a bit about the Green New Deal. Uh, talk to us about that legacy and what do you make of it.
1: Well, I, I think it's fantastic that uh, the New Deal is being evoked by those who want a really a major sweeping policy shift to deal with the disa- coming disaster of climate change or maybe it's the already arrived disaster, and social justice at the same time. I think it's a very smart idea. And of course, since I've been with my associates at the Living New Deal, we've been working away for about 10 years now trying to educate the American public, restore the legacy of the New Deal. This is a wonderful moment where a lot of young people are looking at the New Deal again with fresh eyes just because of this, because they're fans of AOC and so on. And this is a wonderful moment to educate the American public and hopefully shape public policy from a very progressive uh, standpoint in a way that just might salvage this country from the disastrous path we're on now under Trump. And the republicans
0: you had a piece in the washington post from this past february some months ago when the green new deal was really heating up you had you know of course uh acaso cortez was on the news every day uh, on the hour every hour seemingly defending this these sets of policies you had some of these other surrogate champions like uh, robert hockett colleague of ours going around defending the new deal and you took to the pages of the washington post to do something very similar you laid out Nine principles that should guide the New Deal. Let's go through those one by one. This will be fun. We'll do this in a kind of ordered, orderly way. I'm sure there's a quite a lot of overlap here. But um, the first strength that you lay out in this piece of a Green New Deal, this is something that we've talked extensively about on the A side. Uh, people who have heard that will be uh, – this will not be new, but we'll, we'll continue to make this more specifically in terms of the being about the Green New Deal itself, which is that it will create universal programs. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, I think that is one of the essential lessons of the New Deal, is that it really wanted to aid. It wanted wanted to, of course, get the country out of this gigantic chasm of the Great Depression. And at the same time, uh, Roosevelt and his aides saw that the suffering of that had been caused by the disaster, and 25% unemployment, falling wages everywhere. People were hungry, literally starving in some cases, and the misery was widespread. So they wanted to address that, so recovery, but also relief, and how can we creatively employ people uh, in ways to help the country? And then, you know, I think they had an even broader vision of reinvesting in the country and a kind of massive restoration of this country and to move the whole country into the 20th century. So in that sense, it was very universal. that The economy was hurting everybody. It was hurting the high and the low, the corporations and the workers, the, the collapse. Workers of all kinds, of all colors, of all areas, were suffering from unemployment. Uh, Rural areas, cities, everybody. And the country desperately needed kind of a makeover because so much of it had actually not come into the 20th century yet. And we had people forget the rural areas in America, and not just in Appalachia, but around the South and even in, you know, southern Indiana, Missouri, parts of California. um, The rural areas were just. Dirt poor and farmers had suffered and in, uh, farm income had collapsed and people were living without without running water, without electricity, without any modern. You know they weren't they weren't living in the modern 20th century world, and the New Deal brought the entire country into the 20th century. So in those various ways, it was it was universal and geographically it was very universal. They invested everywhere. The programs were not targeted at this city or that state or those people, but at every place.
0: So the next component that you'd like us to focus on that the new deal accomplished was very similar to to the means by which these universal programs you just laid out was achieved, which is that they focus on reducing inequality at both ends. So attacking the top, the tippy top there, increasing taxes on high incomes and corporate profits, but also um, addressing and, and assisting those at the bottom rungs of the ladder, which, as we mentioned on the A-side, this has come out recently that you know, we're not talking about the bottom 10 or 20 percent here, folks. We're talking about at least the bottom 50 percent. This concludes your free teaser of this week's B-side.
1: Head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week.